Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. And welcome to The Dish, a connectivity business news podcast. My name is Madeline Durrett, Senior Associate Editor at Connectivity Business News. And today we're speaking with Setu Savatam, founder and CEO of Reorbit. Setu, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me, Madeline. So Reorbit in September closed a 7.4 million seed round to help expand its software-enabled satellite product offerings. What are the benefits of software-defined satellites? Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll put it this way. So we don't we don't build software-defined satellites. We build software-first or software-enabled satellites. The clear distinction being that software-defined satellites are more on the payload side, whereas what we do is on the platform side. So coming to the advantages today, if you look at how spacecrafts are manufactured in general, they're manufactured as a big piece of hardware, no different from how Sputnik was done or even the Apollo program was run. And uh, what we do is we basically reverse the way the uh, spacecrafts are built, meaning that instead of starting the system from, from the hardware point of view, we actually have developed a stack of software uh, under the ESA program, uh, which would act as the backbone to our system architecture, and then we treat hardware as a commodity. So whenever we get the customer, we go to the market, procure the best-in-class hardware that exactly suits the requirements of the customer, both on the specifications and also on the cost and the time requirements. And then we just gel all of these together on top of a software core. So by this way, we can enable highly flexible platform at a cost that's marginal, to the market price and also the time that is exceptionally fast. But also, given that we start uh, with the software base, we could start building applications, some of the advanced applications on top of our software core, even before, you know, the, 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 the architecture is developed. So for instance, our satellites come with fully autonomous uh, station keeping and FDIR. Our satellites are, uh, designed to support optical data links. Uh, so so we could also now going forward, we are looking into like, you know, making a platform support 5G architectures and so on and so forth. So it's a, it's a very advanced platform, very cost efficient and highly fast in terms of manufacturing. Thank you. You mentioned um, optical links. I know that the focus for Reorbit has been moving real-time data using geostationary satellites would there be a possibility of multiple satellites being connected in the future? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what uh, we do. You know, when we mean moving data in space, that's precisely what we design. And uh, our satellite architecture is designed in a way, assuming that in near future, satellites will not be point to point. So so the satellite should be enabling uh, to move data from space to space, from multiple sources, and from space to ground, also probably on the multiple sources. And that's exactly our satellites are designed. So I could sort of say our satellites are literally flying routers. So so if you have this Wi-Fi router putting in space, that's exactly Reopit's satellite. Thank you. And you, you're kind of already um, touching upon this, but is that kind of the difference between maintaining the flow of data in space versus just kind of delivering a data product exactly exactly yeah that's that's exactly what it is and uh, and again we we don't we don't focus on delivering the end data to, so so in that sense what we are focused on is building an hardware equipment 
that can maintain the most efficient flows of data in space. Thank you. And what made reorbit kind of focus on geostationary orbit? Yeah, I, mean, I would I would again maybe take a step back. So we we don't I mean geostationary platforms are our flagship product, but also we do MIOs and on, on, uh, on LEOs. In fact, uh, today you know some of our customers are actually MIO customers. So so in that sense, we are quite multi-orbit. Uh, but yeah, uh, why why GEOs uh, is mainly because. Uh, if you if you look at the three things happening in the geo market, one uh, the geo market is now driven by countries and nations, and a lot of the nations today have two options: either they have to invest very high heavy infrastructure, uh, you know, investment into building the space infrastructure, because traditionally geo satellites are built by you know big. Uh, big uh, suppliers like Airbus or Thales or Lockheed, and they are building satellites that are like 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 kilograms. So, so these are quite expensive, few hundreds of millions of you know worth investments. So, a lot of these nations have an option of either buying these kind of resources or then go and lease the capacity from some of the operators like Intelsat or ACSS. And what we are seeing in the recent years is a lot of these nations want to own their own infrastructure because they want to have their data in their country so but also paradoxically they don't have these kind of huge investments some of these nations so 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 what they require is a very small dedicated geostationary satellite that that's worth you know less than a hundred million can give capacities that exactly they want and uh, and today globally probably there are one or two players uh, including us who could do these kind of uh, platforms so so we saw like it's a it's a growing market on the nation side and no no real players and also secondly uh, we see a lot of uh, interest in commercial operators as well so so probably you know intelsat has already moved in inmarsat has moved in we, we also see a lot of interest on the commercial operator side as well on the small geo market again where there are only one or two players today globally who could do this so and third we have a team who's been you know working in geo satellites for over a lot of us have come from airbuses or invaps or ohps who we've been working Within the space industry for 20 years, building geo satellites. So that's an expertise uh, our team has a lot. So, so we saw like a market opportunity and the expertise. So we sort of went into that. So you really kind of carved your own niche in the market. I would say yes. Yeah, as I said, uh, we are, are really coordinators, MIOs and geo satellites, and putting MIOs and geos manufacturing, I with new space approach, probably we are the only ones globally who could do that. And speaking of globally, I know that Reorbit has joined several missions recently, including ACES High Throughput Optical Network Program, and then a little more locally, Finland's digital defense ecosystem. Would you tell us a bit more about Reorbit's role in each of these programs? Yeah, so starting with Hydron. So Hydron, uh, it's a program that very well aligns with our vision. So it's an ESA program where they want to move very high throughput data in space using optical uh, space links. So you could think of that. I think they call that it's the fiber network in space. I think that's the tagline for the Hydron program. Uh, and now uh, there have been two primes who've been doing the phase A study. It's Dallas and Airbus who've been doing the phase A study. And uh, and both the primes have contracted us uh, to do some uh, sizing of our platform to fit to their uh, requirements. So in that sense, again, you could already see, as I mentioned, globally today, uh, there isn't 
you know any manufacturer who who has the capacity to build platforms at the cost and time and also the architectures that could support these kind of advanced functionalities and hence uh, there's been a lot of interest from these primes to work with us uh and on the other hand with the digital uh, defense ecosystem so it's 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 an ecosystem primarily uh or i would say it's a it's a place where all the uh, defense contractors in finland have come together and they have now formed an ecosystem where as a finland we can go out and give solutions not not as company a company b or company c but as a finland you know we want to sort of come together see okay there is an opportunity where by going as one company maybe we are not very attractive but going as seven companies we can combine different expertise so we could actually build a solution that no one else can become built uh, so in that sense uh, this this is an ecosystem that enables us to uh, make this uh, ecosystem kind of a thought process into into building solutions externally but also internally in, in finland so it's more uh, more a public driven ecosystem thank you and where do you see finland's space economy heading is it does it seem to be growing at a rapid rate i mean you'll be so surprised to hear actually finland is probably one of the fastest growing you know space economies in europe probably even globally i mean we have written actually an article about about it uh, at reorbit that's it's available in our website if anyone is interested they can go and look at it so i mean finland has really you know they, they have entered into the space industry quite late uh, probably you know the first satellite was launched around 2017 2018 so they've been they've not been like the first ones to move into the space space industry but once they moved in and once they su- saw the success of isai uh I, i think finland has realized that uh, and also they have a lot of heritage from nokia so so they are actually used to you know investing in technologies and so so finland has realized that uh, space is a vital part and they've also realized that space will play a vital part in every you know day to day life so so they have really supported or or i would say more than support they have actually created a framework for companies and startups to come in and thrive and today you you could see like isis or us kuva space or you know uh, some of the other aurora technologies these are all some of the fastest growing companies uh, in europe where where they're all located in 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 finland so i would i would yeah i would say that that's mainly because of the framework that the government has done uh, to support the uh, space economy thank you and um on another note ai is seeing an increased use in space and satellite technologies Would you tell us a bit more about the role of AI and machine learning in reorbit satellites? Yes, so as I mentioned earlier, so for us we what we build is is just a flying software. So so in that sense you could think of reorbit satellite very similar to Tesla. So if you if Tesla is software running on four wheels, our satellite is software flying in space. So to that extent, uh you know, AI and 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 related technologies play a vital role in in what we are building so for instance i can take like two cases where uh if you if you if you are building an highly autonomous satellite like like what we do uh there's a lot of ai models that we we build in but also if you want to start moving data in space uh there is again a lot of uh, you know machine learning algorithms that go into enabling those kind of uh uh those kind of activities so so ai is definitely at the core of what we build uh today 
Thank you. And what would you say was has been the biggest challenge since you founded Reorbit? I would say the the biggest challenge is mainly you know this the space industry is is used it's it's a very very conservative and traditional industry they once the saying in space industry is once it's working don't change just just stick to it and uh, given that the first era of satellites have been very hardware oriented and software has always been taking a back step so space industry is set into a mindset that a satellite is a big piece of metal flying in space and then you sort of custom like software on top of this metal and when we are now coming with an approach where we say look guys we don't build any hardware in house but we build spacecrafts and that's that's really an interesting concept for people to get around they're like how can you build a spacecraft when you're not building any hardware in house and 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 that's been a challenge initially at least to go to people convince them look this is how we are doing it and it works and from there to come till here today where we have now onboarded now some of the best talents in in Europe uh, working for us including uh, you know some of the members from as i said airbus or isis or hps uh, but also we have closed very strong pipeline of contracts we've been cash flow positive profitable in the last two years so we have come a long way from there but initially uh, you know the initial days the challenge was mainly to convince the industry with the approach that we have taken which is which is completely different from what they are generally used to and what excites you the most about what reorbit is doing what excites me is again the same thing like what what we are doing potentially could not change the industry upside down in a way as i said i i take this example of cisco or what cisco did to the you know the internet industry or tesla did to the automotive industry I mean, we are we are doing a similar thing for the space industry so so in that sense for me every day when i wake up look back okay i at least know that the direction we are going is leading to some new path for others in the space industry to follow so that always excites me thank you and one last question is there anything else that you really think our subscribers should know uh i'd say as i said the uh, uh, space industry uh, or satellites in general are very predominant in day to day life even we don't just realize we just think like satellites are sitting far away they are nothing to do with with us but in fact everything we do every day is directly related to space industry and satellites and uh, and it's an exciting time uh, for anyone who's in this industry to be because uh, there's a lot of positive things coming out in the recent years and lot more to come and i think in near future uh, people will actually look back and say that satellites are the new oil uh, to the world and i think we are moving into that direction that's interesting that's a really good quote That about wraps up today's episode. Thanks so much again to Saitu Suvanam, founder and CEO of Reorbit. This has been the Dish Podcast by Connectivity Business News. Thank you, Madeline.